This is the new paradigm for a salesperson is how you're creating that culture and this content about what he's talking about right now to build that credibility with your prospects so that it's easier to purchase. It becomes a seamless sales process at that point. Yes! And that's the beauty of it. It's yes. Way, yes. It's way easier to close a deal now. Now I can make an Instagram post. Hey guys, I'm mentoring or here's my service that I'm offering. I'll get flooded with DMs and then it becomes less of a sales process, more of a guiding process. So okay. I'm not selling you anymore. You, yes. The moment you DM me, you're already committed to the sale. Yep. I'm no longer selling you. There's not a pressure sell technique. This is not, hey, this is your ultimatum. Now it becomes a, here's what I'm offering. Here's the price point. I'm more trying to filter you out than I am trying to accept you. So when you come to my page and my DM, it's, are you a good fit for us? It doesn't become, yes. am I a good fit for you? Oh, so every salesperson is, you know, commission breath, trying to get the sale, trying yep. to get the sale. How would you like to be that person where you're in control exactly. and you're saying yes or no, right? That's the ultimate strategic position. Becoming a master is not about doing 4,000 things, it's about doing 12 things 4,000 times. The Ultimate Sales Machine presents the CEO Mastery Show for entrepreneurs looking to grow faster, better, smarter. Would you like to double the size of your company in the next 12 months flat? Take 30 seconds to answer our quiz on the ultimate sales machine and what's holding you back from growth. The reason is, is because 95% of businesses will never make it to a million in annual sales. Of that, 0.08% of those will reach 5 million. Of that, 1.5% will ever reach 10 million and 0.004% will ever reach 100 million and beyond. See, in most cases, it's not about your product or service. It is the skills it takes to grow your business. Based on the ultimate sales machine written by my father, Chet Holmes, voted in the top 10 most recommended marketing and sales books of all time. We can help you get there. All it takes is focusing on one skill area that can double your sales if you have the pig-headed discipline and determination to do so. So be pig-headed. Go ahead and answer those five questions on our survey to understand how you can create your ultimate sales machine. Answer these five questions at howtodoublesales.com. Hello everyone, Amanda Holmes here, CEO of Chat Homes International. I have with me Luis Garcia today because there's something that I get very often. Do you ever wonder, am I spending so much time on social and I'm not generating an ROI? Or how do I even use social media platforms to generate business? Maybe it's not even possible. I wanted you to talk about that because Lewis is an expert at this. So just to give a little bit of a backstory really quickly, uh, I first met him as he was growing social media pages and then selling them like real estate. Before anybody thought that that was even possible, you were doing that and I loved that. Uh, selling over seven figures doing this. So it wasn't some like, oh, I sold that page for 10K. You were making a million followers and then selling it off. So his ability to create I'm not going to give it away just yet, but uh, to be able to sell in a way that the next generation is looking to buy, which is very different from what a lot of the businesses that I work with, they're trying to figure out how does a millennial want to buy versus a baby boomer, for instance. So my first question for you is, can you give an example of, oh, this is how I can close um, a bigger deal, let's say through like a six, seven figure deal, five yeah. figure deals. Okay. Yeah. So there's a few things, uh, but before we get into the conversion of it, the biggest thing you have to understand is community. So whenever you're trying to create a social media audience, regardless if it's for a skincare line, a personal brand, a quote page, a whatever it is, you have to understand what community is and how to build that community. Mm. So there's a few ways to go about this. Now with community, there's 
one big thing that you have to understand now in the age of social media, and social media changes rapidly. Mm -hmm. What worked five years ago does not work today. Mm -hmm. What worked two years ago does not work today. Mm -hmm. What worked last week, there's probably a new thing like a reel or something that you have to uh, adapt to in order to continue to facilitate that community and also uh, build upon these next few pillars within the community that I'm going to discuss. So one of the first things is culture. What is culture? Culture is the personality and tone that you set for your brand and your page and your audience. So what does our audience look like? What do we want to set the tone for? Are we an aggressive audience? Are we an aggressive community? Are we a uh, passive aggressive community? Are we more about activism? Are we more about plant-based eating? What, what are we and what does that tone look and sound like? Um, before it used to just be, hey, let me just post some you know cool little pieces of content. Let me post my dog. Let me post this cupcake. Right. Let me post the night out with the girls or the guys or whatever it is. And you would garner some sort of following off that. But it was more because the platform was so fresh. Okay. And because the platform was so fresh, we were trying to figure out um, how to navigate the platform and how to utilize it best. But now in this age where people are familiar with these platforms already yeah. and they've already developed some sort of uh, understanding of how to grow their pages, now it becomes a culture thing. Mm -hmm. So we have to build the culture first. And then through building the culture, you start increasing your brand equity. Mm -hmm. So how do we increase our brand equity in the culture? Well, there's a few things. One, while you're building a culture, you already establish a hierarchy. They already know like, hey, I'm the subject matter expert in this area and I'm leading our voice in this area. Mm, that's um, interesting. So I shouldn't post about a whole bunch of different things. No. Like whatever I like in my life. I no, unless this is your brand. So, and, and even with lifestyle brands, you see mm -hmm. a bunch of YouTubers doing a lot of lifestyle brands, pranks and so on and so forth. They post random things that make sense for their audience and their culture. Okay. So if I'm doing a YouTube prank series, there might be a bunch of random things. I might be at the movie theaters. I might be in Dubai. I might right. be in my mom's basement. It can be completely random, but it's all the relative to theme. the culture. Exactly. Okay. So it's about creating culture. So you, I like how you do this. So your content is based on three concepts, right? So it's four. Okay, four. Okay, so the four C's. Well, no, I was talking about okay. leadership, self-mastery. Oh, my personal content. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So my personal content is very much about leadership and ownership. Um, the other side of it is self-mastery, is understanding yourself and understanding the people around you and how to adapt to certain environments and mindsets. Yeah. Um, and then it's, it's just also about giving and helping and building other people and empowering. Okay. So... We do this in various forms. I can do this with quotes, which I'm very well known for, is having a quote page. Um, but it becomes deeper than quotes. It becomes uh, a way to shift your perspective. It's not just a fortune cookie quote that I'm like, oh, that's great. It's more of a perspective shift, a gut punch, a realization or an epiphany, if you will. Okay, I love this. And I want to tie this back. So uh, when it comes to superstar salespeople, a research study was done and uh, a regular typical salesperson, which is why three out of four salespeople are ineffective at their jobs, is because they spend the least amount of time building rapport and the most amount of time trying to close a sale. But what I love about you is you're building that culture, so you're spending most of your time building rapport. And that building of rapport is the content that you're creating and the engagement of yes. creating a culture and what you're about to get to. Yes. So this is this is the new paradigm for a salesperson is how you're creating that culture and this content about what he's talking about right now to build that credibility with your prospects so that it's easier to purchase. So yeah. keep going. And it, it becomes a seamless sales process at that point. Yes! And that's the beauty of it. Yes! It's way... Yes. 
it's way easier to close a deal now. Now I can make an Instagram post. Hey guys, I'm mentoring or here's my service that I'm offering. I'll get flooded with DMs and then it becomes less of a sales process, more of a guiding process. So I'm not selling you anymore. You, yes. The moment you DM me, you're already committed to the sale. Yep. I'm no longer selling you. There's not a pressure sell technique. This is not, hey, this is your ultimatum. Hey, whatever. Yeah. We're, we're not doing any of that anymore. Now it becomes a, here's what I'm offering. Here's the price point. I'm more trying to filter you out than I am trying to accept you. So when you come to my page and my DM, it's, are you a good fit for us? It doesn't become, yes. am I a good fit for you? Oh, and talk about the, the, um, so every salesperson is, you know, commission breath, trying to get the sale, trying yep. to get the sale. How would you like to be that person where you're in control exactly. and you're saying yes or no, right? That's the ultimate strategic position. It's the controller side of me. Uh. So, <laughs> in order to, uh, establish that, here's the other thing. If you've established a good culture, Mm-hmm. If you've established the, what we'll get into, which is the four C's, if you've yeah. established that and you've done this and perfected it, mm-hmm. then you should have no problem selling six figures, five figures, seven figures in your DMs. I've done it countless times. I've done it where I've brought in a client. I've made a post. Within five minutes, I have a flood of DMs. I respond to two, three of those DMs. I close five-figure uh, deals all day, 10,000, 20,000, whatever it is. And then once they're in the five, 10, or... 10,000, 20,000 range, then it becomes an upsell. And the upsell is so much easier now because they've already sold themselves on my brand, which is why they're on my page, which is why they DM me. So I don't have to right. build a report. It was already built. Right. They already understand my thought process and how I process information and how I think. They've already resonated with. So I've been doing years of rapport building before they've even DM me. Yeah. So now when they DM me, it's not a conversation of, of if they want this. It's more of a can they afford this and are they a good fit for me? And I also want to back this up with more market data. You know me, I love market data is way more motivational than product data. Okay, so 80% of B2C buyers today would rather discuss something on social than talking to a salesperson. So this completely aligns with what you're saying, that they would rather just text, rather don't call me, just text me, right? Okay. And and here's the the big mistake that some people do on DMs who are a little bit more familiar with sales. Okay. They fire wholesale. What does that mean? That means they'll sit here and the minute someone DMs, they get super excited and they send them a freaking uh, encyclopedia on their sales pitch, which is the complete opposite of what you want to do. They've already sold themselves. Why overkill the sell? Mm. Right? So a lot of people will send, and I've gotten it myself where I watch people attempt to pitch me and I'm like, okay, let's see what happens here. And they'll send me paragraphs on paragraphs of why I should work with them, why they're important, their article magazine links, their testimonial links. I'm like, hey, bro, like I was already here. You didn't have to do all of that. I was already like comfortable with our vibe and with your content. All you had to do was say, hey, one, two, three, do you want to read? And this is what I do now. So I'll make a post. They'll DM me. I'll say, hey, this is not for everybody. I warn everybody immediately. This is not for everyone. I don't want everyone here. Great. Second thing is, this is the price point. And this is the term. This is the duration of my service or whatever it is that I'm offering. And now you get to agree to it or not. Yeah. Once you agree to it, now I become defensive and I say, but are you a good fit for this? Mm-hmm. Okay, you've agreed to it. You want it. Now do I want you? Right. So it becomes this um, filtration process. So if if you are in sales and you're watching this and you are CEO, you understand that every client is not the client for you. You understand that all money is not good money. So just because you accepted the money, you accepted the client, doesn't mean that it's going to be the right fit for you and your team. Oh, so what do we do as CEOs? We try to filter out people, whether it's surveys or questionnaires or whatever, to ensure that these people are the right people. On right. social media, you have to have some sort of filtration process because I immediately go into invoicing right after they've agreed. 
Great. So in order to have that cushion, yep. I'll say, hey, is this you? And does this make sense? Are you committed to this? If you're not, leave me alone. That's fine. You can be a follower. We're right. amazing community. Talk here and there. But this is not for you. Mm-hmm. So once they've agreed, I immediately send out an invoice and the deal's closed. I love it. It's five, six, seven figures. Are you tired of working endlessly to generate new leads that can't seem to get their attention? Are you overwhelmed with the amount of shiny objects taking you away from real sales results? For the last 30 years, Chet Holmes International has taught the foundational principles every business needs to better market and sell. So throw away that latest shiny object idea and get into our proven boot camp so you can learn the timeless strategies that will help you get nine times the impact from every move you're already making to generate new clients. Grab your seat to make this next year your best yet. Sign up at chatholmes.com forward slash 9x. I would love to see you there. Okay, so let's dive into those four C's. Okay. So, so tell me, what are your four C's? The four C's now, uh, I've adjusted and adapted them throughout the years. Okay. Um, so now it's culture. It used to be content, but content is not as powerful as culture now. Wow. So culture is the biggest C in, in this entire process. Then it becomes consistency. So once you've established a strong culture, tone, personality, of what you want your audience to feel and act and look like, now I want the consistency because mm-hmm. repetition is key. After years and months or months or years of creating this consistent culture, now that they're bought in and they're sold and that becomes a cult-like following. I know everyone yeah. hates the word cult. I hate the word cult, but it becomes, and this is what you actually want as a CEO. You want a cult-like following, which is short for culture, right? Yeah. So once you've created this cult-like following, yeah. then it becomes the consistency and then it goes into community, right? People have screwed this up so much. <laughs> uh, when you're creating a community, people don't understand what a community actually is. Okay. And this is one of the biggest like breakthroughs for some of the CEOs that I talk to who are trying to garner a community. The biggest issue with people in community and the term community is they believe that a community is a number. A community is not a number. Mm. A community can be two or more people. Mm-hmm. Now, with that two or more people, it's not a, hey, I have 10,000 people following me or two people following me. It's I have two people working together to exchange value. Mm. So when I'm in this community, my my Instagram page, my social media pages are my pages. My pages are a platform for my community. So when people come to my page, my focus isn't how many people can directly engage with me and how many people can I directly engage with. My purpose is how do I get these people now all to exchange value and opinions and create an actual community? Because what is a tribe? A, a tribe is everyone's working together. I'm a potter. You're a farmer. You bring right. me food, I give you pottery. Yeah. Right? And we exchange this value, which then creates our community. I love this about him. Uh, one thing that you always say that I love is like, this is our page. Exactly. So go ahead and share. What's your business? What do you do? Tag someone else that would also. So then I can share your information. I'm sharing it as well. Let's create, let's get, let's get to the top together. Exactly. And here's the, another big piece that a lot of people screw up. Okay. It's pride and ego. When you have a social media page, people tend to put themselves on a high horse. This is our page. This is our brand. We're this huge company or whatever. And the way the world works now, people doesn't, don't like the big, bad company. I'm not going to give my dollar to the big, bad company. I'm right. going to give my dollar to the company who understands the people and are for the people, and we're going to share this dollar. Mm-hmm. And this dollar is now going to become amplified with everyone else's dollar because now I feel like putting my dollar with your dollar, and now we're matching versus... You're this big, bad company that no one can approach. And 
you're using your page just to sell and push these sales down people's throats. Mm. Now it's about what is your mission, what's your mission statement. And we used to talk about these things um, in a traditional market setting, let's yeah. say 10, 20 years ago. And this would be the biggest thing, right? Our mission and everything else. But when you start impl implementing your mission, it really becomes more for your employees versus your customer. Yeah. And we, some of the bigger companies have done this well, like Nike or Starbucks, someone like that. They've been able to implement their mission and culture into, um, what is that company? It's a sneaker company that they did great, Tom's. Okay. So Tom's, I believe it was yeah. Tom's. Tom's did great where they became uh, mission focused and mission driven. Yeah. Your page has to very much operate the same way. And if you guys don't know Tom's, you can tell me. And, and I also want to back that up with another piece of market data that 63% of millennials are looking for impact driven companies yes. and are willing to reward you if you have that. And when, uh, the, when COVID shut everything down, the number one biggest issue for medium sized businesses became ESG. It was as if the world shut down and everyone gained a conscience. Yes. ESG is uh, environmental and social governance. That's what's been important for CEOs. That's Biden put billions of dollars towards companies that are environmentally friendly or socially justice, you black violence movement, yeah. right? All of this is important. So having those values and portraying them on social media and then get, getting others to be a part of that conversation is so crucial. I love everything that you're saying. Where do people find you? So they can find me on Instagram at Law of Ambition. They can also find us on our website, lawofambition.com okay. or lazy.com, which is another thing that we implemented in our culture. I yeah. love that. Real quick, last C. I just want to touch in on this. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I missed no, 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 the you're C. Good, you're good. We okay. added the C. So oh, okay. I want to make sure that they get the C. Yeah. Once you've built up uh, culture, consistency, and community, the last thing is conversion, which is when your audience really ah, listens right? There we go. So the, the conversion is two-part. The conversion is conversion and retention. Okay. So not only do we want to get the sale, we want to maintain and sustain the sale for long periods of time and increase our LTV as much as possible. Right. right? So when you're creating this brand equity and you create this culture and you've created this awesome community, you have a stellar product that you delivered for your client, maybe you over-delivered, hopefully you over-delivered for your client, now their retention rate is going to skyrocket because you built this cold like audience. And not only are you going to bring in people, their your referral rate is also going to increase with this. Mm -hmm. So I've had people come to me saying, hey, such and such recommended me because you did such a great job and I've been following your page and I love your page now. Right. And they follow the same system that we've already created. Right. And now my retention rates are high, my referral rates are high, and my conversion rates are even higher without me doing as much work to sell, which mm -hmm. is the key. That is fantastic. Uh, last piece, can you share a bit? I don't think anybody promotes Ultimate Sales Machine more. I mean, I hear people say I promote it all the time and talk yeah. about it, but you're the one, you're the most tagged yeah. of Ultimate Sales Machine. What, <laughs> what, uh, what's been the biggest value that you repeatedly refer? So the biggest thing uh, about Ultimate Sales Machine that really struck me when I first read it years ago, this is right uh during or right after i came home from deploying in afghanistan i was like i need to learn sales i need to learn something else um uh, and one of the first books that i picked up and i i admit it to you is that i actually read i didn't read many books growing up i probably read the harry potter series or something like that or you know mandatory things from school but on my own i've never really went into the self-development route and the first book i picked up most people pick up a book like think or grow rich or rich dad poor dad um i read ultimate sales machine and chapter four, got free download, chapter four <laughs> uh, stood out the most. And this was uh, how to become a strategist 
the biggest thing about chapter four was your dad explained beautifully how the best CEOs that he's known or met aren't just strategists or aren't just tacticians. They're a hybrid of both. So my entire life's mission was to become a hybrid CEO. It's like, how do I be implement strategy and implement uh, being a tactician? Uh, and the biggest thing was, in order to be good at both, I had to understand the process of being in the trenches and what my sales teams were going through, what my day-to-day operators were going through, mm-hmm. and then also I have to understand what it looks like from a bird's eye point of view. Mm-hmm. And practicing that and trying to implement that as much as possible was a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. That increased my sales, that increased everything. Because not only did I think as a salesperson, but I also thought as a consumer, and not only did I do that, I stepped back even further and thought, okay, as a whole, what does this look like across my business? Mm-hmm. Am I setting up my salesperson for the best uh, sales position or sales pitch that you could possibly have? Am I implementing the core story? Am I implementing these emotions and statistics and combining them into that hybrid in order to actually have a powerful core story or stadium pitch. And that was a game changer for us. I love it. I really do believe, I watch what you do on social very uh, closely because I feel that you you are like what my father would have been if he had grown up in our era. Because you just, the strategic mind that you have for social is very indicative of like this book. Like I'm like, oh, that's, that you are ultimate sales machine New edition, next Definitely. generation. So, yes, I mean, no, I'm honored to even be uh, compared in, in that category by far. Um, your father's the reason why I'm probably this good at what That's I do awesome. now. Um, and I would even go as far as saying he's directly impacted that, even through his book, indirectly, he's directly impacted that. Um, so, I'm greatly appreciative of that. Uh, and yeah, thank you so much. Claim your free chapter four of The Ultimate Sales Machine. This chapter helps you get nine times more impact from every move you make. Visit ultimatesalesmachine.com. This has been the CEO Mastery Podcast, brought to you by The Ultimate Sales Machine.